This is the Outdoor Family Podcast. Welcome to the Outdoor Family Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Slaughter, and I have my co-host, Kelsey Slaughter. Hey guys, good to be joining you again today. Yes, it is good to be joining you. Actually, this is episode one. No prelude, we're starting off, and I think we're going to kind of nickname it the beginning, or yeah, I think the beginning, because this is the beginning of a lot of things, and I think you're going to hear our story, how we began later on in the show, but just to start off, um, I think just a small chat, what books are you reading right now, Kelsey? Um, well, I actually, so I've been reading, um, probably not as regularly as I should be, but here and there, whenever I remember it in the mornings, um, something called the power of a praying wife, we got it from church for free. So, Hey, shout out if anybody is in um, the area or wants to go visit a church, Zenith Baptist church has some of these books, um, out of the front for free. So, um, yeah, it's a good little devotional, um, a reminder, kind of specific things to pray for, um, for your spouse. And so I really enjoyed that because I think that's something I need to do a better job as I talked about in some of our prelude series um, with trying to be intentional about quiet times and prayer. And um, then there's another book that I'm reading. Oh, wait a second. Oh, uh, yes. I think, isn't there other um, editions like for <laughs> for a husband, for their wife, and also maybe in their children? Yes. So the wife's not the only one that, uh, that gets to pray here. So we have the power of praying wife, then praying husband, and then um, the power of praying parent. And um, so those, the, pa- the parent one, uh, just looking at it, maybe a little bit more when your kids get a little bit older or um even just probably not for infants for babies um because some things are you know like kids at school and things like that so um that's not quite as applicable but yes there is definitely the um the version for um the husband as well so yeah i actually thumbed through that book a little bit i've I read the first two or three of them. So yeah, yeah. And then you got another actual book here. I do. Yeah, I decided I'm gonna um, start working through some of these books that I actually um, got back when we first got married uh, five years ago. <laughs> so yeah, it um, sounds like um, our <laughs> part of our course sometimes. Yeah, there's another one on the shelf that's called "Starting Your Marriage Right," and I think I have the bookmark at like page 15 or something. So oh, and just <laughs> FYI, we just had our fifth anniversary here back in december so yes um, we did maybe we are still starting yeah we'll call it starting i mean you know we we have a baby it's not you know not a child yet so i'd say we're still just starting our marriage we'll go with that um i don't know that i could technically call us newlyweds anymore i think i decided that five year was the cap for that okay yeah Um, so yeah, so the other book that I'm reading is actually called Every Woman's Marriage. And, um, they would do some other books as well. Um, like maybe the more popular one, um, Every Young Man's Battle, Every Young Woman's Battle, that kind of thing. Um, but this one's Every Woman's Marriage and it's got some good just tips and advice and things on, um, how to kind of take, um, responsibility for your role in your marriage and things that you can do to help improve your marriage. Um, so I think it's, I think it's good to continue to have these, um, these goals throughout marriage and to keep working on things so that that way you don't let things slide. Um, and to constantly be improving and working on yourself. And so this one is um, definitely about every woman's marriage on how um, you can take responsibility for things that you have control over and um, how to be a better spouse, how to be a better wife for your husband. Yeah, I like that. I mean, just mm-hmm. in general, I like the learning aspect. I, you've, mm-hmm. You'll probably find out through this whole podcast, I love to learn and um, and just 
another way to improve on yourself. It's, it's good. Mm-hmm. I love reading books. So um, it's exciting every little moment that I get. And I know that's something that Mitch and I have been trying to do a better job about for each other is um, uh, kind of taking responsibility for Chloe and hanging hanging on to her. Um, she's our little four-month-old, in case you didn't catch the prelude series. Uh, we are navigating the early waters of parenthood. And so I'm um, just trying to figure out how to fit in our quiet times and devotionals and have seen how important and crucial those are, um, especially as they've been lacking um, after having her. So that's something that um, Mitch has taken control of trying to do a better job of making sure I have time for my quiet times and then um, and actually getting up earlier. So when she's still in bed and, you know, awake, asleep, awake, asleep, and I'm taking care of her in that time, he can do his quiet times and just kind of giving each other opportunity to be able to make that time with God a priority. Yeah, I think it's a a good team, team effort situation there. So Mm -hmm. Uh, everybody's got give and take a little bit but yeah yeah so <clears throat> what i've actually i just finished reading a book here in december um it is it's called dad tired and loving it it's by jared lopes um he has a dad tired podcast so if you are looking for other podcasts this is a pretty good podcast to check out too it's about uh, spiritual leadership um mainly for husbands but um you could definitely listen to it as a wife and um, his kind of his theme through all his all his podcast too. He has it here on the front of his book, stumbling your way to spiritual leadership. And um, mm-hmm. I like that idea. It's like the idea that we're never going to get it perfect, but we can always put our head down and keep trying and uh, figure out what works for our family and stuff like that. So it's been it was a really good read. It's a really easy read too. So yeah. I, yeah, I actually listened to a couple of his podcasts um, as Mitch was playing. I'm listening to him. So definitely not just for guys per se, but um, I think it is definitely more directed towards dads and husbands. Yeah, and yeah, he's got he's got some really good insight and got really good guests on his podcast too. So um, definitely worth checking out. If uh, I guess I'm putting a plug in for them. So um, <laughs> and I guess since I'm transitioning into another book, I this is a book I've actually started back in high school. Um, as a small group and we got I was it's funny I was looking through the book the other day and I actually found a sticky note in it that said um, pick Thomas up for practice and if you know who <laughs> Thomas is is my our middle my middle brother and um, there's been a time or two where I forgot him at school um, that may be a story for another day but um, so yeah this is a book from back in high school but I didn't we didn't get all the way through it so I was I kind of wanted to pick it up and uh, try it try it out maybe I can make it through it this time uh, you'll find out reading is um, probably one of my things I hate in life. <laughs> so um, we'll just see see where I wind up with that. So You said you started it with a small group? Or? Yeah, I did it with a small oh. group uh, in high school. So I like I, I think I found that sticky note. Probably it was my bookmark uh, around <laughs> page like 56. Uh, and I think this book has, yeah, this book is like two, two eight, over 280 in pages. So wow. uh, it's kind of a small, so there's not a ton of words per page. But um We'll see. We'll see where I wind up. <laughs> Maybe in the next couple months I'll get it knocked out. So, <laughs> so I guess that kind of leads us into uh, the, today and what we're starting here. This is the beginning and the venture. We've kind of always themed our lives with a venture. Um, we got Christmas ornaments on our Christmas tree, and they all have like kind of venturish themes for each year. And we have actually a venture wall in our living room, and it has all mm-hmm. the different things from. Uh, boundary waters trips to hunting trips to Colorado hiking type trips to just relaxing and uh, by Lake Michigan and we've we've uh, 
kind of centered around this adventure theme and but we also you know god and christ chasing after jesus is a pretty big deal in our lives and i think like one of our main goals we just want to you know use creation use outdoor recreation as a way as a tool for you and your family to point point them back to god and i think that's it's really easy to make that connection and just an extra tool to help you out what do you think Kels? Yeah, for sure. I think that, um, and I mean, I'm not sure how a lot of people feel, but I know anytime I'm in nature and in creation, I feel like it, um, it testifies to having a creator. Like there's no way to look around and deny that this was not intentionally created and it didn't just happen. It didn't just appear. Um, we were actually watching a TV show last night that is, um, definitely not a Christian show or anything, um, or in that kind of sense, but, um, but it, there was a moment where um, the guy was on this island and he was looking around at all the beautiful waves and the and the trees and all of this. Uh, it's known as Hawaii. <laughs> yes, Hawaii. He was he was on Hawaii and um, and so he was looking at all of it and I can't remember the exact way that he worded it, um, but he said something along the lines of um, like God is. Ah, like God's undeniable or something along those lines. Yeah, I remember that. I think it's something very similar to that. Yeah, and I thought, wow, that's so true and really cool they said that, you know, on TV and this TV show and stuff. But I think that that's the way I feel when I'm in nature and seeing all of God's creation. It makes me feel close to him. And so I think going out and taking these adventures, they push you, um, some of them physically, um, for sure, you'll get that as we talk later. And some of them that I really needed to work out more before I took some of these adventures. But um, but I think that they push you mentally and spiritually and emotionally as well, um, depending on what it is and how you're interacting with others and um, just taking the time out in a way to be in creation with God and um, making that time because you're forced to to make that time a lot of times because a lot of the things we do we don't have very good cell signal where we're at and things like that so there's not there's not all these other distractions and I think having a distraction free time is so essential yeah I agree I think there's so many elements to the outdoors I think a lot of people think of going and having quiet time and that and I think it's a very valid point but I think also is that we'll talk about a lot more probably throughout the podcast is type two fun is <laughs> that uh, character building type activities that um that translates over into just your daily walk and of as a Christian, as a just individual. Um, and you can, you can do it in the outdoors or that setting where it's not at a high stakes situation. Um, it's just a fun situation, but you can build your character and your mental toughness. And especially when, you know, it comes to sitting out in the cold or something. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. You'll, you may hear about one of our Kentucky hunting trips later. That was cold. (laughs) So I know you said something about our beginnings and I know I, I always love telling the story of us. Is that where we're going or you want to start? I don't don't get there quick. (laughs) quick. I know you're like (laughs) jumping at the bit to get to that. I just wanted to kind of mention kind of some, some highlight themes and thought processes to, to keep in mind Um, with uh, Matthew, uh, I think it's 33 and verse there Matthew 6 6 33 and 34 um, I think it's something that we we want to keep make sure we keep in mind as we keep going through um, just our podcast and all the things we do um, 
because I think it, this is the key to everything we do we do in life, but also I hope this is the key that we, everything we do in this podcast and um, the thought process of whatever. So can you read that for me, Kel? Yeah, it's Matthew 6, verses 33 and 34. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Yeah, that... Yeah, and I think that's big is we just make sure we seek the kingdom of God. And I think that's huge. And I think if there's another verse I wanted you to read, too, that's uh, related to Deuteronomy. And it's kind of this, it's the similar thing of if you're seeking God first, this is the type of stuff you're going to do with it and everything. Yeah, so Deuteronomy 6, verses 6 through 9. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts and press them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And I love the talking part and even the binding them and writing them. I mean, we wrote scripture around our house, but the idea is, I think, with this Outdoor Family Podcast is and how the outdoors gives you opportunity to have conversations with your kids because you have their all attention if you're out camping or hiking or fishing they're not in the house stuck watching tv or playing video games and i think that's i think that's one thing to keep in mind as we go through and talk about these activities we may not touch on it every week or whatever but this the outdoors gives you the opportunity to have conversations about god and just the things you see from creation or just the hard lessons you learn from making mistakes when it comes to um i didn't pack enough clothes on the <laughs> cold weather hiking trip or something and they, mm-hmm. my t- toes get cold or whatever um just lessons you can learn through just simple things like that and that reminds me actually of a podcast i was listening to the other day um that a friend had referred it's um on christian parenting and um i think his name is josh mcdowell and he was talking about how we need to be as parents intentional with the conversations we have with our kids. He said, I would go through and before having a conversation on the way to a game or somewhere, he said, I would think about what kind of conversations can I have that are deep and meaningful and I can help use that conversation to point them towards Christ. And I thought that was huge like to think ahead of time. Like He's not just letting it happen and seeing where conversation goes. He's intentional about what kinds of conversations he brings up and questions he asks to bring about those conversations and um, and to help deepen their relationship with Christ and their knowledge of him. So Yeah, that's good. Um, and intentionality is huge in life, mm-hmm. too. So just to wrap it up, uh, this kind of intro to what our podcast um, – that I'm just going to kind of we got we wrote a mission statement and the idea is that we're using God's creation to bring families closer to Jesus and I think that's huge um I hope that we do that we can give you guys tools and elements to help you bring your family your kids um your extended family closer to Jesus through recreational outdoor recreation and We'll just kind of share our stories with that and stuff. Now, Kels, <laughs> you can get to share our actual story. This is not really outdoorsy SS, but right. <laughs> we feel like it's good so you guys know us a little better in our story. So take it away, and I'll plug in bits of information <laughs> here and there. I was so excited when Mitch told me, told me that we were going to um, have the podcast called The Beginning, and we were going to talk about our beginnings. I'm like, yes, I'm like, we get to tell our story, how we met and stuff. And he's like, 
Oh, well, I mean, I guess we could do that too. Um, wasn't really thinking exactly along those lines. I'm like, oh, we have to. Like, that's how, you know, the outdoor family, us, we start. So, um, yeah, I I went to a Christian college um, in Taylor University for four years. And I thought when I was leaving high school, I thought, okay, I'm going to Christian school. This is my opportunity to meet a Christian guy and to date him. And then after we get, after we're done with college, we'll be dating for a couple of years. Then we'll get married and then we'll have kids. And I had this, like this whole plan every, you know, like two years or something. Question. Um, so when were you going to be done having kids? So I wanted to be done having kids by the time I was 30. Um, what, I shouldn't ask what age you are, but you're <laughs> creeping up on 30. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we have our first one at 29. So I don't think we're probably going to be done at 30. Um, mm. Yeah. Oh, we're not. Um, I mean, unless God has different plans for us, obviously. Um, that's always a disclaimer there. But so my plan was, you know, boom, 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 every two years or so, you know, like get married, then have two years, then have a kid, then have two years, have another kid. And I just had this all perfectly laid out plan. I did. Not not God. I did. And uh, so I graduate from Taylor University and I have no boyfriend. I have no prospects of a Christian boyfriend and um, was like, okay, well, I guess if that's how this is going to be, then my first year teaching, I am just going to focus on teaching and I'm going to say, nope, I'm not going to date anyone because this is going to be hard anyways, trying to get, um, get rolling as a teacher. So I decided, nope, I'm not going to, not going to date. Then the school district that I went to, um, I met another teacher and after just meeting me, she says, I have this guy I really think you would like, and we should totally get you to meet him. And I said, what's your name again? Cause we had like literally just met and I'm thinking, how do you know that you have this guy that's going to be perfect for me or whatever? Like, you don't even know me yet. Um, well she was right. Her name's Emily. Um, and she did. Her and her husband um, had been trying to set Mitch up, actually. Yeah, so this is, <laughs> I should give this little backstory, too. So, John, John and Emily Shaw is their names. And John has probably been, since high school, kind of like trying to set me up with a bunch of different, you know, girls and stuff. And, and you know, some, most of them didn't even turn into anything. But it was fun. So, I was John and Emily's project friend I guess you'd say <laughs> yes so meanwhile I had never been on a blind date before and I thought that was silly and that's ridiculous um but she convinced me and I said okay I said well I'm really busy with trying to teach and stuff so you know if you set something up that's fine like whatever I'll go and so it had been a month or so and like yeah I'd just kind of forgotten about it <clears throat> and so I then she saw me again at a, um, another teachers meeting thing and she said hey she said so we really need to get together and I said okay yeah sure you set it up and she did so um, we had our first blind double date actually with John and Emily at a little pizza place called Chuck Wagons in Swayze Indiana really small town um, up in northern Indiana and uh, so we had our first date there and um Never take first impressions as how things are going to end up. Um, this one always makes me chuckle because I think my first impression of Mitch was, is he ever going to actually talk to me? Um, you want to share the, your first impression of me? <laughs> That's dangerous. <laughs> but uh, I would, I'll have to, I'll be honest with you, everyone here. Um, I did think she was a little annoying as the terminology <laughs> I use. But I feel like the word obnoxious. Obnoxious, obnoxious, annoying. Mm-hmm. Kind of in the same obnoxious. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, that may have been better. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So never take first impressions as how things are going to end up. 
Yeah, but one thing for me is I had to relate. Um, I do like to study people before I, um, (laughs) whatever, know them. I like to get that information like that. So yeah, Yeah. so he wasn't talking to me; he was just analyzing. Um, And uh, meanwhile, I'm talking, talking, and trying to get him to say something, and it's making it even worse because he thinks I'm more obnoxious because I'm trying to get him to talk. So needless to say, um, after that date had ended, uh, my friend Emily was like, so what do you think about him? And like, eh, I mean, he's okay. Like, I know there, you know, there are multiple guys in my life that I know in my family and stuff that are quiet. And I'm like, okay, well, they're still good Christian guys. They're just quiet and don't talk very much. So I'm like, maybe that's him. Maybe he's just slow to warm up. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And she's like, so you want to go on another date with him? And I was like, well, if you want to plan something, I'll go. <laughs> so I wasn't going to put a whole lot of effort into it yet. I was still... Um, you looking for free meals? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> no, I was still pretty swamped with teaching and stuff. So I'm like, I'm not spending more time on this than I have to. Um, especially since I'd already kind of written off dating that year. So yeah, free meals, you know, that that's a nice part. Um, but anyway, so that next time, uh, Emily and John invite us over to their house to play cards and stuff. And so, because um, we found out that we all play Euchre and enjoy it. So this time Mitch came and he picked me up um, in his truck, which I thought, okay, that's good. I always wanted to date a guy who had a truck because I didn't necessarily want to buy a truck on my own because I wanted a good gas mileage car, but I wanted to be able to Time out one. a truck. It was a Ford Ranger, you know, a small <laughs> truck, but continue. It's not a truck bed that could haul stuff. So, okay. yeah. Um, so it served its purpose. I could shut up in a minivan. <laughs> <laughs> that I may have uh, thought twice about. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, we do have a minivan right now. Um, looking ahead to the future, we like to call it the man van. Um, but it, anyways, so um, where was I? So we, so this time Mitch came to pick me up and when he came to pick me up, he, uh, he opened the door for me and I thought, Hmm, he has really good manners. Okay. This, this could be promising. So we had a good time playing cards and hanging out. And this time Mitch lo- loosened up a little bit and would talk and stuff. And I thought, okay, yeah, he's, he seems like a pretty good guy. And then whenever we left, again, he opened the truck door for me and stuff and um, and things like that as I got in and out. And so it was very intentional. Like he didn't need to come around and open the door for me. Clearly I could do it myself. However, it was that gentlemanness that um, I really appreciated in that old school style. So I... Um, so I thought, you know what? Yeah, if he wants a third date, like I would totally go out with him again. Like this, this could be something. So I was, I was looking up a little bit. Um, I don't know how you felt after that second date. Do you remember? I don't remember. It all blurs <laughs> together. It's been a few years ago. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So then um, the next week, Emily says, "Hey, you want to hang out again?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'd love to." And she said, "Okay. Well, Friday night there's a football game. If you want to come, and Mitch can come, and I think like her husband John was the coach of the junior high team or something like that. Yeah, maybe. but it was a varsity game, high school game. Yeah. Um. So they had connections or whatever, and um, and knew some of the kids and things. So I thought, well, I don't know anybody, but sure, I'll go watch a football game. Um. But then, so that evening, it's a Friday night, and I had a long week at school. I was really tired. But that evening, she calls and says, hey, so I'm not feeling that great, so um, I'm not going to go to the game, but you and Mitch should still hang out. And at this point, it's less than an hour before we were supposed to meet up. And I'm like, oh, man, I feel really bad bailing now, and I do kind of want to hang out with him, but I have no idea what in the world we're going to do. I'm like, well, 
I don't know. We'll see. And so at that point we had, you had asked for my number the date before. Yeah. And so, um, cause you said that way, you know, you could, you could text or call or let me know if something changed as far as when you were picking me up so yeah, yeah, yeah. strictly for professional reasons there. Um, but anyway, so then I had text or called or whatever and said, Hey, I don't know what you want to do. And so it's like, well, I'll come get you and we'll figure it out. So we had to come up with our own plan then. And we both said, we didn't really want to go to the football game because we didn't really know anybody playing so instead um we decided to go to the Sweetser switch trail Sweetser switch trail yeah yeah Sweetser switch trail and we're gonna go for a walk and um grab something to eat and just hang out well little did i know that mitch's family owned a tandem bike yep that my dad bought a tandem bike a few years well it's been more than a few years back now probably 10 years ago so yeah it's kind of a fun little in and I don't know any listeners here if you know what a tandem bike is, but it's the bike that has two seats on it, but you and you both pedal, but it's got two wheels. So it's just like a regular bike with an extra seat and set of set of pedals. So I had only seen this thing in movies before, and I thought it looked so romantic and so cute and really cool. And so when I found out that his family had one, and we were getting ready to go for a walk anyways, well, you can ride your bikes on that trail too. And I thought, oh man, that could be really cool. And so I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. I want to ride on the tandem bike. So we ended up stopping by his house to pick up the tandem bike. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and little did I know, I was about to meet the parents. <laughs> it's time out. I need to preface this. I did not plan on her meeting my parents. <laughs> it was all of accident. They weren't supposed to be there. Actually, they were leaving to go do something on their own so yeah that's what he tells me that they weren't supposed to be there anyways um so we pull in and in the their um driveway all of a sudden his parents come out of the house and are getting ready to leave or something and i'm like oh hey you must be kenny and kelly mitch's parents like yeah hey and i don't even remember if they knew my name or if they remembered me or they who probably I was. did yeah okay um i mean we hadn't been out that much but Anyways, it was very, um, very awkward at first. Now his parents are awesome and I love it. Like, I don't even like calling them my in-laws because I feel like that's, has such a negative connotation to it and they're great and we have, we get along really well, but it was, um, definitely took me for a loop there. So we got the bike and we went and we ended up getting subway, I think, yep. and had sandwiches on the bridge there before you start going on the trail, um, where we started at and then rode the tandem bike. And I realized it was really fun to ride the tandem bike because you could do like little to no work and let the other person do all the work and you could just go along for the ride and after a long week at school and realizing that it was kind of hard to pedal a bike that was that big um i may have taken advantage of the fact that he didn't really know how much i could or couldn't pedal <laughs> we did switch though you did drive the actual bike or steer i guess you'd say i did that was hard um i thought it'd be cool and i wanted to try it and i definitely wasn't going to back down from the challenge right off the bat and be like no no i can't do it and i'm definitely not that kind of girl so um i definitely wanted to try it out as something new hey everyone uh we had a little intermission there our daughter uh, woke up from her nap and uh, started to cry a little bit so you may have heard a little bit of that right before this part so yes you could have heard that in the background maybe <laughs> yeah um so we were talking about our story how we met and we were kind of talking about the tandem bike and everything so you want to pick up from there Kels? yeah so um mitch is gonna have his work cut out for him with doing uh, this episode all the splicing he's gonna have to do so um 
Yeah, I think right off the bat, I knew that he was kind of um, an adventurous person and because that was his idea of a Friday night date was to go and um, go on a bike trail and um, walk, ride, whatever, and that kind of thing. And then later we ended up going to the reservoir um, to walk around, Missinewa Reservoir. And um, so I knew he was outdoorsy and he enjoyed the outdoors and stuff. And I was it was exciting to me. Um, I was excited about that opportunity and thought, oh, well... And, may never be boring with him you know like this is this is good this is a good thing so um yes does it get boring around here (laughs) no it is never boring around here that's for sure um we've had to slow down a little bit the last couple months or so um but it'll start to ramp up again i'm sure as spring comes around and we start to see what it'll be like to include our little one in all our adventures and stuff but um, yeah, so I think that I think that third date though that sealed the deal for me because like you he was still opening the door for me. It wasn't just a fluke thing that happened, um, which he continues to do to this day. Actually, I might add um, six years later. So uh, I will say that's one thing a positive to look for in a man is how uh, much of a gentleman he is and uh, see it carry over. But yeah, so that third date though, I think that was where we really could talk and get to know each other a little bit better. And Mitch finally started to talk to me a little bit more and open up. And um, and I really, I enjoyed especially going to Missinewa and walking around. And um, and then we went and went down by the water um, that evening and just sat and chatted and looked at the stars as we just talked and just talked about our childhood and stuff and um, just kind of who we were and just really got to know each other a lot better. And I think that was where I really felt God telling me, hey, this is, this is legit. Like, you really should give this guy a chance. And um, I definitely, definitely did that. But the rest is history, right? Yeah, the rest is history. Although, I will say, you like to always point out the um, truck ride back. Mm, yeah, she <laughs> fell asleep on me on the way home, so <laughs> I didn't know what that meant at that point. So, <laughs> no, if, I, if you bored me, or um, I'll just say it was a really long week. I was tired, and I just I tell him, you know, then I was comfortable enough that on the way back riding in the truck, vehicles have always made me tired, but that on the way back I was comfortable enough that I just I fell asleep leaning on the door. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, I just, I, I always love telling about our fun beginnings. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's interesting. So, I mean, it's kind of maybe fast forward. There's no details in between now, then and now, but um, kind of like, what are we, what does this season of life look like for us and what are we doing uh, professionally or lack of professionally <laughs> and um, everything? So you, everyone knows that we're raising a, well, four month or four month old child chloe is as of january one um so what are you doing kels uh so i decided i wanted to stay home um and be a stay-at-home mom but at the same time i um also want to um still do something and contribute outside of the home as well and so i'm looking at online things and um and options like that, that I can still um, be with her and um, still get to experience all those fun milestones. Like Mitch and I were both here whenever she rolled over for the first time. And, uh, and that was really fun to watch. And as she's trying to sit up and trying to trying to crawl and things like that, I just, I want to be around and be able to see all those things. So um, I really want to be able to embrace motherhood, but I also um, think I'm finding that I also want some of that, um, that work part as well. And I want um, I want to be able to contribute in that way too. And so I think it'll be an interesting year to try and balance all that and figure out 
what exactly that means. I, last year, I decided, um, if you heard in the prelude episodes, that I said trust was my word, as trusting God with my family. And um, I think, and you know, then along came Chloe. But this year, I definitely think it's trusting God in employment and how, how that looks and what that looks like for us and um, job-wise and things like that and combining family and work and, um, yeah, everything in between. Yeah, and kind of, I guess, on the flip side of that is um, – I'm kind of doing some odd jobs here and there, um, a little Instacart, uh, picking up people's groceries, um, and running this podcast. Uh, hopefully we can get this rolling cool in a good way and stuff. So yeah, some odd jobs and then Instacart. So And wanting that flexibility. I think that's the big thing that we are seeking this year and in this time, the flexibility to be able to be home with her or um, be able to take trips and things and go visit family and stuff. I think that's our, our goal with trying to... Um, switch up a little bit what we're doing in our work yeah 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 so i guess that kind of leads us into kind of one of my second to last point i got for us to talk about today is what does 2021 look like for us and um and with the outdoor family and what are kind of maybe talking points uh experiences um we're gonna have so i think the main theme for 2021 and we'll see how long this thing goes. Um, it may go for a couple of years, but I kind of the backbone of everything we like to do stems from camping. So, Kelsey, got any thoughts on camping and their just kind of highlight points or whatever? As a kid, I loved like camping in the backyard, and we had a we had a woods. We had forty acres of woods, and so I enjoyed being outside in that and stuff. But I've really enjoyed going to different places, different state parks to camp, and then um, some more strenuous type camping, um, like then going to some backcountry camping where there's nothing and you just go onto a piece of land and you camp and then like the boundary waters camping combined with backpacking a little bit and where you're you know packing all your stuff in and you're moving and camping and um and that kind of thing you don't have access to being able to have coolers and things like that like you can't because you have to carry stuff in so i think that it's so fun to see how camping can be this huge variety of things, um, or including um, camping as far as like in an RV or camper as well at a state park. So. I had to put it a little thing. <laughs> I'm not sure that's camping because we technically lived in a fifth wheeler for almost two years. So yes. that was our house. That's true. I know. And talk about camping, and so he talks about their camper. I'm like, oh yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of camped for two years, I guess. I mean, we had it all hookups and everything or whatever so it wasn't wasn't quite the same as some might be but i think most people who camp in a camper hook everything up and have all the luxuries of home basically but just out at a park or something like that right yeah so i guess you're you're putting yourself closer to being in nature and then that way you can experience it all but then go back to the luxury of the um the water and the heat and the air and all that stuff so mm-hmm. but yeah i think that's my I don't know. I, that's why I just, I love camping and the idea of it and the thought that it's cheap. Um, I think that may be the biggest part. You'll find that as you get to know Mitch and I a little bit better is that we, um, we like to save money and be frugal and, uh, and do things inexpensively. But I, I guess I don't want to throw the word cheap around too much because um, there are times where there's things that are worth spending good money to get quality. And that's one thing that Mitch has definitely emphasized. Yeah. And I think that's 
camping can can be the a means to being able to do things or make things more affordable i mean we were just talking about the other day let's say you go on want to go on a hiking trip in colorado or something and you want to stay out let's say rocky mountain national park or something the difference between getting a hotel let's say you're in a low end but not the fleas motel but a decent <laughs> motel it could be you know 100 to 120 bucks whereas you can go camping for around 20 to 30 bucks i mean if you just do the simple math you're looking at 80 to 70 dollars a night and if you stay for five nights i mean you've saved a pretty big chunk of change i mean it's not thousands of dollars but it's hundreds of dollars and can be the difference of your gas driving there and back type thing so and that's one thing it is not worth getting a what you would call it fleas motel i've been there done that took our like a towel from the vehicle and a blanket from the vehicle and coats in and laid on them on top of the bed like we might as well just slept outside or slept in the car it would have been so much better yeah so i think like because camping has been we've done we've done some hunting trips where camping is big we've done some hiking trips Mm -hmm. um just regular state park type things and um, a little bit of in between and i think i think we're going to get in more details on this stuff going throughout the year um but camping can be kind of like we said the backbone to a lot of your outdoor activities because there's a lot of times there's camping available near these different things whether it's you know canoeing hiking fishing hunting and we just want to we're going to highlight that but this is kind of an interesting point we one thing that neither of us have really ever done is backpacking that type of camping or um We've done the Boundary Waters um, kind of backcountry canoe trips, but not um, hiking trips. And I think like process of we're going to try to learn how to do that or at least gather the gear and um, put together a trip sometime, maybe in the next year, maybe in 2022. But um, I think that's going to be a learning curve that you can listen to us struggle through or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, we're definitely not the experts at this stuff. Um, We're just, as what your book would say, um, stumbling through it or something. Um, Yeah, stumbling through it. We stumble through our way and uh, we'll give you tips and ideas on things that we have done and what works well and things that as we learn as we go along. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think to that, another thing, kind of some highlights for this year is um camping with a young person we're gonna try to answer some of those questions we're gonna do it um Mm -hmm. so probably the main camping season our child chloe will be between the ages of six months and a year so what what does it take just to take a simple camping trip to like you know your local state park and (laughs) figuring all those details out and stuff mitch i don't think simple is going to be in any type of that description Um, (laughs) a simple camping trip (laughs) well i mean it's not backcountry trips right true true it's just we've learned that nothing's simple with a baby that's true (laughs) um on top of that i think the plan this i'm excited always excited for this trip but the boundary waters Mm -hmm. um i think we're shooting for sometime maybe july um maybe august depending on some of our scheduling and work stuff but uh, that will have some highlights before and after type stuff this will be my i think eighth or ninth trip to the boundary waters and you've been how many times three three i think yeah i was really bummed last year um missed it last summer because well we were pregnant with chloe um very i mean i was due at the end of august so we were very pregnant with chloe and there was no way we were going to do that trip like that but i missed it last year so i'm excited this year to be able to do that and drop her off with grandparents and um i'm sure she'll have a great time and i'm excited to have a great time too again 
Yeah, and um, the Boundary Waters is, yeah, it's, you got to stay tuned for that. There, there's going to mm-hmm. be multiple um, podcasts probably all about just the Boundary Waters and gear checklists to um, things that we like to do with it all and everything is probably one, in my opinion, one of those trips you have, you should take once in your life, period. Like, it's pretty awesome. Um, I don't want to give it too many details away or whatever, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and kind of maybe the last possible thing we kind of got on like bigger highlighted thing is the possibility to go in Ohio to deer hunt. Um, I think this might be more me, but, um, I'm excited for the potential going to Ohio and deer hunting and stuff. So, uh, what do you think about that? Yeah. Um, I think, I think, you know, I know that's always been one of your dreams is to do all these out of state hunts. And I know last year we did Kentucky and that was fun and I enjoyed that. And I think, um, I think I, and I was telling Mitch, um, that I would love to be able to go out and, um, do an antelope hunt and, um, try to get a pronghorn. I, I think that would be so cool to go out West and do that. Um, there's just some finer details and things as far as gear and planning and stuff that have to go into that. But, um, yeah, I think that'll be a goal in the next 10 years or so is to do some of these, um, out of state trips that aren't common and you wouldn't usually just up and do like you have to plan a lot for, and you'll have to stay tuned to how that all goes for us. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I was looking at Wyoming. I think we're gonna have to put some points in for Wyoming, uh, see if that that can happen in the next five years or so but that's a whole nother beast in its own right that's confusing in its own <laughs> own way so um i think that kind of wraps up like our main talking points just kind of on a side note and everything so it's kind of happy new year's to y'all you'll be mm-hmm. listening to this um i think around the sixth um here i don't remember what the wednesday yeah, i think is. i think wednesday's the sixth yeah yeah and um we just I just wanted to like leave you with some positive thoughts and uh, encouragement. Um, the calendar flipped, and everybody gets excited. Okay, it's a fresh start with the calendar. But I, I struggle with it, too, a little bit. I mean, we're still all dealing with COVID. We're still all dealing with, I mean, the, the election, you, you know, different – whatever side you are on that stuff. It's just, you know, things didn't go maybe quite as you planned or wished. And – um, I think that's one thing we you can you got to have a good mindset. Um, actually, the King and Country song here lately. I've listened to it with our daughter a lot, <laughs> and it's the Joy song by King and Country, and it's all about the mindset because it doesn't matter what you um, what you what the world is like because the world's always going to bring ugly to you, and uh, there's just evil in the world. It's period. It's, it's what it is but if you have a mindset especially an internal mindset um you can have the peace and you can have joy and you can have hope and i think i think you need to just focus on that where god can provide that for you um i had some scripture and um, psalms here just a real short little something just think about so why are you downcast oh my soul why so disturbed within me put your hope in god for i will yet praise him my Savior and my God, Psalm forty-two, five. I think that really speaks right to where we're at. I mean, we're um, dealing with COVID. You know, I think people aren't able to work like they hoped or whatever, and then you know our souls are down and everything. And I think we just need to put our hope in God. And I mean, I'm not saying it's going to fix everything on this <laughs> earth, but we got a long-term hope. Yeah, I like that in that song it says choose joy. Not that joy just happens because it doesn't. Like a lot of times you're in circumstances where it's easier to choose lots of other 
feelings, emotions, things like that. But I think choosing joy is definitely something to strive for this year um, and to dig deep because it's it requires a lot of intentionality depending on your situation sometimes. And uh, yeah, I think sometimes the struggles, I mean, right now we're dealing with some, you know, some of the struggles of new parenthood and stuff, and it's not always easy to choose joy in those early morning moments where you're up every two hours with a baby. It's very difficult to choose joy at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> matures that in the morning. And, uh, and it's, yeah, so it's definitely a choice that, um, I think you definitely have to be in tune with God and work on your relationship with him to be able to make that choice for sure. Yes. Um, so if you guys are listening to us out there, please subscribe and do all that. Um, like us. Um, you can also find Kelsey. Where can they find you on social? You can find me on Facebook and on Instagram, both Kelsey Slaughter. And then um, the Outdoor Podcast, you can find on Instagram and Facebook as well. Yeah. Okay. And you can find me on Facebook yep. um, at Mitchell Slaughter. Um, I think that wraps her up for the day. So, yeah. It's been uh, fun. Yeah. It's it's enjoyable. Yeah. So remember, everyone, stay anchored.